0: You're listening to FAVOR, a Peak Potential newsletter created by Jolana R. Bostwick to encourage and uplift women to live out their God-given dreams. An Encouraging Note by J.R.B. Dear Friends, I'm not in many pictures because I'm usually the person behind the camera encouraging others to pose. I want to take a mental image of the wrinkle in their smile and the love in their eyes while capturing the beautiful scenery. Over the years, I have taken many photos but noticed that they all have gotten lost somewhere along the way. I asked one day in prayer, have I become a person so immersed in capturing the image rather than the experience? The Lord always hears me in prayer, but often tells me the answer elsewhere, maybe while doing the dishes, taking a shower, doing stretches, etc. His answer finally came to me one day. When I was a little girl, we moved around a lot because my father was in the military. From move to move, items were lost. Unfortunately, I tend to block out what I don't want to remember, such as losing my favorite toy or a friend left behind during the swift transition. Even choosing to forget lost friendships, as we often didn't have a chance to say goodbye, I had mental pictures somewhere in my memory but was afraid to develop them fully. I needed to get past the fear of thinking of all that was lost. I would have to face the fact that those people were no longer in my life and that moment was no longer here. I could change the focus on appreciating them and the memories made. I am now determined not to allow the past to hinder my present by enjoying the recollection. I'm going to develop all the mental files stored to free up some space in my thoughts as well as my memory. What haven't you fully processed that may be hindering your development? Whatever it is, God has the answer. Pray for the interpretation and release it all to Him. Only then will you capture the right frame of mind. Favor Feature, A Mustard Seed by Renetta J. Francis My motto is bloom where you are planted. I value this belief and hold it close to my heart so much that it was the title of one of my books. For me, it simply means to make the most of every situation. I've written about it, talked about it, but there is nothing more powerful than living it because like all beliefs, there are times when God will call you to put them into practice. I did just this after God called me to do something never on my radar. A seed is planted. In 2019, I stepped outside of my comfort zone and I ran for state political office. Why? It's a reasonable question considering I had never entertained the idea previously. The answer, a mustard seed. A tiny inspiration awakened by a seemingly harmless question by a thin stranger I met while leading a political forum. Three years earlier in 2016, after moderating a political panel, One of the panelists asked if I had ever considered running for office. I immediately said emphatically, no way. That was the end of our discussion on the subject, but unbeknownst to me, that mustard seed had been planted. Fast forward three years, in 2019, there had been an unexpected job loss, the start of my company, and all that comes with transitioning to an entrepreneur Plus, I wrote and published a book. This was the first time in my life that I did not have a classic nine to five job. I truly believed that God was using this time to to prepare me for something new, but I had no idea exactly what. During all these life changes and challenges, I learned to believe God's word and trust that he was the source of protection and provision for myself and my family. He showed me how to seek Him first in all things, with the knowledge that He would direct my path and guide my decisions. Most importantly, I learned how always to give Him praise, no matter the current situation or circumstance. Little did I know that God was setting the stage for the biggest test and demonstration of my faith to date. A seed takes root. That same year, while engaged in a volunteer community service project, It became abundantly clear that there was more that I could be doing. Looking back, I could see that I may have been helping the community, but not in the way God was calling me to do. I had a strong impression that His path looked different from what I was currently doing. Instead of jumping into another project, I continued to be patient, seeking His guidance for my next steps. I knew that only He could lead me to this missing fulfillment. I allowed God to order my steps and less than one month later, I crossed paths for the second time with someone who is now a state representative. This was not a coincidence, it was God's providence. I decided to seize the moment and she and I arranged to have lunch. During our lunch, I couldn't help but smile to myself as I saw God's hand at work in real time. I told her about my recent revelation that I was to serve my community differently. When I asked about her thoughts on the matter, she smiled and said, I know exactly what you can do. You can run for office. There it was. The first sprouts of that mustard seed had broken through the soil and were now evident for me to see. God was revealing his plan even more. Our one conversation over lunch led to a six-month season of discussions with family, friends, current and former candidates, self-deliverations, and most importantly, prayer. Many prayers. Even though God revealed my new direction and confirmed this path continually, I hesitated for months and refused to commit to the decision because of fear. I was afraid that I was not good enough, strong enough, or smart enough overall i was worried i was not enough i now know that these were all lies from the enemy to keep me from walking in the dream god placed in my heart i was divinely reminded that this life is fragile and fleeting after a a college classmates sudden death in a tragic accident as a child of god i was not created to give in to the spirit of worry though the terror of the unknown did not immediately leave me I no longer felt paralyzed. With my family's support, I committed to the decision to run for the Arkansas State Senate. I stepped out on faith, doing it while afraid. A seed blossoms. The 15 months I spent campaigning for state senate was challenging yet rewarding. Through the experience, I learned firsthand that if God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. There was such an overwhelming warmth of positive receptions from the community. It became clear that my campaign had significant meaning for many people in the area, folks who lived here for decades, longing for a change, folks who were new to the area and embraced a more inclusive mindset, covering a multitude of races, ethnicities, and ages. In my prayers on election night, as the polls were closing, I felt a sense of release and satisfaction. I knew, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I had done that work that God had called me to do regardless of the outcome. I knew God had called me to run. And that is what I did. So when the final vote tally reflected a loss of the election, I chose to celebrate many other victories instead. First, we had earned nearly 20,000 votes. Second, we raised more than $115,000. Third, we received donations from over 1,200 donors. Lastly, we registered more than 130 volunteers. Those were four ways we changed the game in our community. That mustard seed had grown mightily and spread drastically. I would like to think that maybe someone was inspired by my run, and it planted a seed in them to follow their dream. Maybe that was his ultimate plan. That's the power of a mustard seed. Renetta J. Francis is the Founder, President, and Chief Consulting Officer of Francis Dynamics Consulting Group. In addition to her legal background as an attorney in employment law, compliance, and ethics, Renetta also has a Master's Degree in Clinical Psychology and her certification as a John Maxwell team member for coaching, speaking, and training. For additional information on her services, visit www.francisdynamics.com That's w dot The Chapter on Forgiveness by L. Lisa lies. I couldn't sleep, so I grabbed the book next to my bed, flipped it open, and the pages fell to the chapter on forgiveness. I felt God was saying, we're going to deal with this tonight, Lisa. Did I really? I thought I was good. I thought I forgave, but once I started reading and the tears started flowing, God revealed the truth that I hadn't. I sat quietly reflecting, and I asked my inner being to take off all of her hats and let down all of her walls so that I could talk to my most authentic self. I silently walked to the mirror and asked, What are you not forgiving? The outcome was chilling. Unforgiveness hinders, Lisa. Those words spoken to my spirit brought on a rush of the rawest emotions once forgotten. I quickly reached for a journal and wrote everything that came to mind. Right then, I was beginning the process of letting things of the past go. This time felt different. I didn't just forgive others. Most importantly, I chose to forgive myself. People tell you to forgive, but they don't always fully equip you for the process. Like so many others, I'd never truly been taught how to forgive. That night, I found that Dr. Joseph Murphy's book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, does an amazing job providing practical tools and insight. This is an excerpt of what I read that was so powerful. Quiet your mind, relax and let go. Think of God and his love for you, and then affirm, I fully and freely forgive. Mention the name of the offender. I release him mentally and spiritually. I completely forgive everything connected to the matter in question. I do this freely, joyously, and lovingly. And whenever I think of the person or persons who hurt me, I say, I have released you and all the blessings of life are yours. I am free and you are free. It is wonderful. Can I be honest? My natural mind was not on board with the joyous and lovingly part. Regardless, I took a deep breath, paused, and chose for it to be true for no other reason than my own happiness. What a feeling of relief. I learned that every level of life truly does demand a different version of us, and that we'll never experience the fullness of life until we let those things go. Since fully forgiving, my body is less tense, my health is better, and the anxiety and depression subsided dramatically. I have an overwhelming, deep appreciation for this experience. It all started when I couldn't sleep, then God showing me why in his perfect timing. Thanks to the chapter on forgiveness, I have been transformed in so many ways. Hear my heart. God wants happiness for us all. It can be found in the chapter on forgiveness. Favorite Book Picks by Cynthia C. Cochran Featuring Black Female Authors Book Number One The Three Mothers, How the Mothers of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and James Baldwin Shaped a Nation by Anna Malika Tubbs. This is a new book I am excited to read. The author, Anna Malika Tubbs, writes about Black motherhood and focuses on three influential African American men's mothers. She examines each man's historic role in the civil rights movement. Tubbs also offers an intriguing insight into these leaders' relationship in the movement and their mothers, all of whom outlived their children. Book number two, The Complete Collected Poems of Maya Angelou by Maya Angelou. While listening to Amanda Gorman's reading of The Hill We Climb during the 2021 inauguration ceremony, I was reminded of another inaugural poet and preeminent author, Maya Angelou. Her book, The Complete Collected Poems, is a lovely and powerful account of race and justice in verse. Be sure to read her poem, My Arkansas, which can be found in the collection. Book number three, The Delaney Sisters Book of Everyday Wisdom by Sarah and A. Elizabeth Delaney with Amy Hill Hearth. I have always loved spending time with elders. During this time of isolation, I have felt particularly saddened by the fact that I cannot sit with them in person to hear their wisdom and help gain perspective. The Delaney Sisters Book of Everyday Wisdom, written by Sarah and A. Elizabeth Delaney with Amy Hill Hearth, is like sitting down with your grandma or aunties. The sisters are daughters of slaves and both lived to be over 100 years old. They are delightful storytellers whose perspective may be exactly what is needed during this time. About Cynthia Cochran. she earned her undergraduate degree in business and master's in public administration from the university. University of Miami. She is currently the founder of SMT Grants and Nonprofit Services, serving as an independent grant writer and nonprofit liaison for organizations in the Northwest Arkansas region. She is an avid reader. The love of books was instilled in her early on by her parents, who had several bookshelves filled with black authors in their family library. These were only a small sample of her favorite picks. Favor Nonprofit Spotlight, Black Action Collective, Leading with Excellence Awards. The mission of the Black Action Collective. Black Action Collective's mission is to affirm, promote, and celebrate the rich history, existence, and lives of all Black people with a multicultural collective of liberators to create a safe, vibrant, and an inclusive environment for all. The vision. Black Action Collective's vision is to serve as a racial and cultural hub connecting resources, knowledge, energy, and power by uplifting and consciously building a safe, vibrant, and an inclusive and spacious movement. For more information on the Black Action Collective, you can visit their website at www.bacnwa.org. The Leading with Excellence Awards recognizes black leaders and allies in the the Northwest Arkansas community affecting positive change for black lives. Congratulations, 2021 Award Honorees. Aaron Clark, Andrea Kitchen, Becoming Beloved Community St. Paul's Episcopal Church. P.K. Simmons, Black Business Directory of Northwest Arkansas. Bryce White, Esquire. Dr. Carrie Banton, Carla Thompson, Esther Silver Parker, John Newman, John Comstock, Esquire, Kathy Ann Johnson, Dr. Mindy Mack, Monique Jones, Myra McKenzie Harris, Esquire, Omega Sci-Fi Incorporated, Upsilon Chi Chapter, Restoration Church of Northwest Arkansas, Dr. Richie Booker, Jr. Shannon Lang, Sharon Killian, Chandra Washington, Sheree Miller, Stacey Harper, Steve Conley. Smooth Man Music Production, Tanisha Gist, Lieutenant Tim Franklin. Congratulations, honorees. Brown Gems, an original poem by J.R.B. Unique that I am, confined that I was, targeted, I recalled, yet nurtured from a fall. The boldness I've become, surpassed yet by none. The bravery from my skin moves boulders once blocking my kin. The battles change again, yet daily one within. My brownness, I begin, is my beauty a constant friend. Once forgotten, once hidden, now fully discovered again. A rare and magnificent gem, we are a perfect image of him. Embrace Yourself by Brescia Mayambo. We often tend to want to look like, sound like, and wear someone else's clothes. We long to belong and to fit in. Personally, I understand this concept because, unfortunately, as an abused child, I grew up hating myself, my body, and my overall appearance. I never learned to love the person in the mirror so I spent so much time wanting to become another person. As I got older, I realized that I wasn't alone in this feeling. Like so many others, since I didn't accept my true self, I was often very unhappy, stressed, and suffered low self-esteem. Later in life, I learned that you must love the person you are within and the season you are in to embrace yourself truly. Meaning, you might be a new mom, a non-traditional student, a young college student dealing with gaining or losing weight, or having or not having a significant income. Enjoying the current moment you are in allows you to have a great time with the person you are becoming. Giving yourself the gift of patience is key and is very crucial to personal growth. To embrace yourself, forgiveness also becomes a priority. Do your best to avoid criticizing yourself or placing judgment on yourself based on your past mistakes. Most importantly, to embrace yourself, you must learn to shift to an attitude of gratitude and compassion for others and yourself. You deserve it. Does it mean that you are selfish? Not at all. It would be best if you learned to nurture yourself as well. One of the best ways to practice self-care is to be mindful that we all need time to renew and refresh. When I started to make self-care a must and a priority, I had more energy to take care of others. I also was able to walk in my dream. We are all created for a divine purpose, but often that is only revealed when you come to the point of embracing who you are and called to be. Ultimately. How we care for ourselves is how we show the world how to treat us. If you embrace compassion, forgiveness, love, and care, then hold on. Yes, brace yourself. Others will treat you the same. Bricia Mayombo is the owner and founder of Born for a Purpose, where she serves as a mindset and transformation coach to get in touch you can email Bricia at briciamayombo at gmail.com dot com or B R I C I A C I A M A Y O M B O at gmail.com. dot com. Boyabob, boyabob, by Paulette and Mikkel. Your difference is your strength, purpose, sealed in rarity, bold in your stance, with silhouette so strange, strange. You lament, distinguished identity, you mean? Here in purpose, Boyabob refutes junk in the trunk others mock, water, life-giving, vitality, tons, stored in the junk of my trunk. I am strong, I live on and on. You mock my short branches and clumsy leaves but that's because you cannot perceive my roots drilling deep penetrating through rocks anchored in substance i am strong i live on and on and on judged misjudged in fun they poke you are not the lush oak the elegant palm looks over with eyes of subdual verdict boyabob so odd Echoed by the majestic pine. Odd bob. The achia winds. But you are resilient. You live on and on. All of your life you have been labeled. Queer. Yet you remain. Reigning in dignity in the African savannah. Century after century. Undaunted. You thrive. Alive in a robust spirit. Boyabob. Boyabob. Your ancestors chant. You are powerful. Live on and on and on. Boyabub, you mustering and muted tones. Natives understand me. They call me the tree of life. My elegance is in my own affluence. Affluence rooted in purpose. Yes, tree of life. I am perfectly created. I know. My eclectic funnel-shaped trunk flourishes with tenacity, storing water, a reservoir of water, the fuel of vivacity, tree of life. Radiant in my succulence, no drought can stifle me. I am confidently legendary. Boyabob, I live on and on and on and on. Favor Spotlight, Trinise's Pieces a collection of exclusive bow ties, accessories, and affordable custom-made pieces created by Trinice Settles. For more information, you can visit her website at www.facebook.com forward slash T9IECES. Favor Spotlight. Selena L. Scott, New Business Launch, January 2021, Delicious Sweets Boutique in Bella Vista, Arkansas. Delicious Sweets Boutique is a boutique bakery that specializes in savory and unique flavors of cookies and cakes. Words of encouragement from Selena? When I asked God for an outlet during this pandemic, I never imagined he would fast track a vision once on hold. I felt I would not have time to be the baker I wanted to be while seeing clients as a therapist, being a mom, wife, and a full-time PhD student. But God, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 is all I can think of when people ask, how can you do it all and do it well? If you desire to finish school, start a new career, open your own business, do it. Seek God first and see what he says concerning it. And the rest? Well, that is the story you are waiting to write. For additional information on Delicious Sweets Boutique, you can contact 479 310 or visit www.facebook.com forward slash boutique. Favor Spotlight, Prayer Art and Jewelry by Jesse Paulson. Hey there, I'm Jesse. I'm a certified prayer artist, writer, and speaker. I teach people how to use art as a form of prayer and I write about life in the trenches because sometimes the only way through is to follow the light of a person who has been there. Every single piece of my art and jewelry has a story. Each one of my paintings is a prayer, a conversation with God, unfolded on canvas, then crafted into jewelry. The story behind each of my pieces is deeply personal, yet it ignites the same familiar feelings we all struggle through. They tell of my battles, my weak spots, and what I lean on. They are evidence of the ways I dig into my gritty faith every single day. And even though I produce them, I know they are for you too. It is my prayer that each piece makes it to the person it resonates with the most. May it tell them not only my story, but theirs, and help them cling tightly to their gritty faith. From my home to yours, Jessie. To learn more about Jessie, her prayer art and jewelry, you can visit her website at Jhazelpaulson. Webley. Wishing weighed me down, an original poem by JRB. I wish I may, and I wish I might, but I was weighed down with so much spite, of my wishes never coming true, oh what do you do when you search and hurt, wish and wait, yes wishing weighed me down, I turned my wishes into a prayerful sound, I relied on his strength watching my wishes drown, I learned to stop leaning on my ambitions, I stopped waiting on a premonition, Instead of wishing, I hit the ground. I bowed on my knees and then I was found. I started saying and conveying out loud my thanks to God and his crown. Then my wishes held me no longer. I was met with his son's unending wonders. Thank you for listening to Favor, a Peak Potential newsletter coming out the 19th of every month. Visit GetPeakPotential.com for more information on our services.